This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं छोड़ते वेलकम टू येट अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ एन एल हफ्ता वी आर रिकॉर्डिंग फ्राम आवर स्टूडियो ऑन आ वीकली ट्रिप टू ऑफिस अदरवाइज वी स्टिल वर्क आउट ऑफ होम एंड आई थिंक दिस गोड बिकम परमानेंट थिंग इवन पोस्ट कोविड आई थिंक वी वे नीड टू कम टू ऑफिस जस्ट कपल ऑफ टाइम्स अ वीक सो दैट विल सेव रियल स्टेट कॉस्ट we won't have to expand our office very much thank you for those of you who have contributed to nl sena we have had very very healthy contributions to our sena projects we have another sena project up on real estate do check that out that is being done by two reporters raman sir ritika jain and and shweta desai across two cities it is a really important story of our time of you know how the real estate sector is in any case such a complicated sector on top of that because of this will homeowners get delivery or not what is the economics behind that what are the logistical issues behind that so check that out also a couple of other announcements one is that we have our gift subscriptions active many of you have contributed to our gift subscriptions thank you so if you want to give a gift subscription or you can afford to you can sponsor a student or you can please give or you can give a gift subscription to your friends or family you mail us at contact@newslawney.com along with what your contribution amount is we will send you a payment link which won't require any sign up or otp or any of that hassle after we pay we will map the subscription manually so do gift subscriptions to those of you who think need to be a little more media literate or to students who can't afford it Let's have the headline first by Manisha and then we shall introduce the panel. A massive fire engulfed a natural gas producing well of OIL in the Tinsukia district of Assam. Uh, there had been a gas leak since May 27th and now we've seen dramatic visuals of the whole place up in fire. I think there've been two deaths firefighters and of course irreparable irreparable loss to all the vegetation and wildlife there but we don't know much about that india has had its largest surge yesterday with 10000 infections and 350 deaths accounted for in 24 hours so clearly we're reaching we're going to be in the middle of the pandemic in a few weeks uh, lieutenant governor bejal strikes down aps uh, order of reserving hospitals only for people of delhi this created quite a lot of controversy at the start of the week where the aap government said that both private and government hospitals in delhi will only open its doors to residents and there was a list of documents that you had to show if you wanted to be treated the lieutenant governor struck it down thankfully following which uh, manisha sodia said that we are going to see 5.5 lakh cases and we may need 80000 beds by the end of july mm. uh, yet denying community transmission that this is not <laughs> up to them that the center, yeah, the center has decide. to but it's mm. just so bizarre ICMR. Mm. it's just <laughs> Cases in Maharashtra have also crossed the 90,000 mark and the death toll has risen to about 3,438 cases. Uh, meanwhile, um, there's been some development at the border between India and China. Both parties have agreed to de-escalate. There are a lot of conflicting uh, reports coming in. Primarily, I think there's a big difference between what the rest of the media is reporting and what Ajay Shukla is reporting. But uh, as p- our television studios, we won the war. Yeah, there was a very there was a battle and we won yeah. it. Chiniyo ko humne sabak se kadiya, but basically what we do know from various sources is that there's at least agreement on de-escalation. We don't know the nature of it yet, and talks will continue over the next ten days. A very horrific, gruesome killing of a Kashmiri Pandit village head who was with the Indian National Congress also made headlines. He was shot dead by terrorists in Anantnag. Uh, five militants were killed in a Shopian encounter. This is the third gunfight this week in the district. Meanwhile, as Black Lives protests have engulfed almost the world now, I think we've also seen a lot of images coming in from Europe and other parts. There have been some uh, troublesome murders of uh, Dalits reported in India that didn't get much prominent front-page news, but still, there was a 17-year-old Dalit boy who was shot dead in Amroha. There was speculation that it was over entry of a temple, but that's being denied by the police now. A 20-year-old Dalit man was also killed for being in a relationship with an upper-caste woman. This was around Pune. 
I think this was near Pune. And the police has described this as a caste killing. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, there was also a rape case made in uh, Rajasthan. In Rajasthan, 13-year-old uh, minor Dalit girl. She was raped over four months, My and God. then now she's pregnant, 17 months pregnant. People only got to know about it. Her family got to know because like she started having. pains and everything mm. so mm. they took her to the doctor doctor said and she was pregnant realized. and then she told them that this has mm. been happening my god okay uh, minneapolis meanwhile pledges to dismantle its police department can you ever imagine that in india <laughs> and did you see the guy's interview on cnn today this morning no the police chief he's black oh uh, i mean mixed race he's he's not white clearly mm. but uh, oh fantastic interview hmm oh great can't imagine a desi cop doing that that's my disgusted desi cops hmm <laughs> Well, but the images that are coming from the US on what the US cops are doing is also quite horrible. Sure, but what I'm saying is, can you imagine even but one yeah. cop leader? I mean, you yeah. have enough sub inspectors. The reckoning, you... at least. Yeah. I mean, mm. it's unimaginable in India. Um, INB Ministry uh, PSU has floated a tender to identify fake news and disinformation on social media. I think we should apply for this tender. <laughs> Let's see if we get it. <laughs> That would be quite a good story. How to apply for a government tender? No, no, no. At least there are no, no. how can you apply i mean there will be certain standards and your company huh? guidelines the turnover yes. will have to be turnover, beyond a certain yes, we will yes. be below that turnover and yes and and, and the, uh, this kind of work if you have done in the past so at uh. least alt news can they're a bonafide fact checking website with a certification alt news that. will never problem get it problem is they usually <laughs> they usually they put out these standards the in a way the specifications are in a way yeah. that they only hire people who they uh, already so have in I'm mind i'm really curious to know who will get this we'll we'll discuss this in a little more detail in the meanwhile um, the jnk has a terrible media policy which raman sir and i were discussing could just be you know it could just be a test case for the rest yes. of the country where you can be denied government advertisements for uh, reporting uh, for reporting stuff which offends public decency which can be anti national so basically it's just it's just 66a for the so media so basically they have sort of made this official what they've been doing for the longest time now it's on paper yes we have some reports on that and how they've been doing this for a while there was a lot of uh, commotion and a lot of discussion around the nyt editor james bennett stepping down this was over uh, op-ed that had appeared on the paper by tom cotton that advocated for the army being called in to deal with looters and protesters this elicited a lot of interesting media conversations that i followed at least uh, meanwhile uh, darren sammy has pointed out racist slurs used at him in an instagram post by ishan sharma a few years back this was after hasan minaj did a video explaining how asians are also very racist and the kind of terms they use and he realized that one of the words that were used was being used they on used, him by cricketers uh, and Kalu. not just the instagram post that kind of proves what he was saying was right he was saying they used to call him kalu generally hmm. so we'll discuss that and actually yeah. there was so, actually that survey some years ago which said like india was the most racist country in the world really was yeah. that okay yeah. and telangana chief minister this is just breaking news in fact even as we are recording this on thursday afternoon he has warned his state of a locust attack so yeah bad news just keeps coming in today on the panel we have our in house team of raman kripal hi raman hi. sir meraj loan hello manisha pande hello and joining us on the phone is anu bhuyan she is a journalist from bangalore hi anu hi abhinandan and she is based in delhi uh, she is right now reporting on healthcare at india spend she reports on gender law and justice technology and before india spend she was at the wire at outlook magazine bbc news and npr she has a multimedia experience working with print magazine television radio and photography and now she's in the digital space so anu quite a journey you've had for your very young age not sure why that's significant but uh, yes i've had a journey no that's like One, two, three, four, five. Wow, NPR. What were you doing on NPR? Of course, it it is it's significant. I think at 
I mean, people at really in their thirties have not, you know, done anything other than print. You've kind yes, of got radio. Yes, yes. I even shady. applied and interviewed with you for a job in News Laundry once. This was I, I'm not sure if you remember that, but uh, yeah, trying to stay employed then as a journalist. Oh shit! Okay, not so, always easy. So NPR is one of my favorite. Yeah, before we you know get on to your wonderful health reporting, what what when were you yeah. there? What what did you do for them? I was a producer for them in Delhi. Uh, they they've had a uh, correspondent here for many years. I think it's been about twenty years. They've always had someone hmm. uh, either in Delhi or in Bombay. So um, I was a producer for them in Delhi for a while. That was my first job actually after college. And then I yeah, and then moved on from there. Wow. Okay. I would never have left NPR, man, because I'm hooked <laughs> onto their podcast. Anyway, so. Um, Anu, tell us about this. I mean, I have your story in front of me. From treatment to medical gear, patients paying more in COVID times. Now you've done a fair bit of healthcare reporting. In our headlines, uh, you know, there were bits about Tamil Nadu government has said we are we have been underreporting deaths. I mean, uh, suddenly they've owned up because I think there were some un- unaccounted for deaths. But this is happening in other parts of the world. The Delhi fracas of the deputy chief minister saying we'll have 5 lakh cases by the end of july and we yeah. need 80000 beds yeah how good or bad in your reporting and in your you know scrutinizing this space in the last couple of months is are there any outliers within india on good and bad and are we any different from any other parts of the world on how we are dealing with this outliers in terms of good and bad um i think everybody is doing badly and uh, you know as much as my job as a journalist i get paid to throw stones at other people and it's uh, that way it's fun and it's easy i often try to think about whether i would have done a better job and uh, we we i mean you know and i think even with uh, you know other discussions we're having on racial injustice i think there's one sort of thing that's coming across clearly it's that systems are actually not designed to succeed systems are designed very much in ways that they fail by default so it's not an enviable situation anybody is in anybody who's having to deal with this is in what i think is positive really is when people fail which i expect them to do and i don't think it's terrible if somebody's failed but i i appreciate more when people take it constructively so i think just from uh, stuff that i've been tweeting this morning tamil nadu and karnataka have both uh, after taking feedback and you know critical journalism that is exposed under reporting and things like that both these states have decided that they will uh, do things like uh, death audits and they will continue to scrutinize uh, ili and sari cases which can be presumed to be uh, covid cases in this in this situation so i much uh, you know prefer when states take it constructively because i'm not shocked uh, or upset or outraged as much as they fail but i'm more upset when they don't take it constructively and you know don't try to fix things so um, yeah so nobody's doing well but i'm happy to see at least uh, certain states are looking to fix things i see and this the patients are paying more in covid times there was a debate on this on television which are not necessarily the most informed spaces anyway but specifically mm-hmm. on this you know they kind of presented this binary between either you put up with really horrible treatment in government hospitals or in fact the anchor used the word get fleeced by private practitioners mm-hmm. is it that binary in your reporting i mean is, is are there some challenges in healthcare both for the government being understaffed you know i know some of my nieces and nephews who are practicing and you know some of them have just graduated some of them graduated 5 7 years ago and um, they would tell me about their what do you call it after you graduate that one year you have to do residency residency Internship. residency now those yeah, residency those yeah. residencies they say we sometimes wouldn't even sleep like 4 to 6 hours a day they had like and you know they're in emergency rooms that it's safdarjang or you know any government hospital so is it that binary and if that is should i mean i i read a piece today that should india just you know go the sweden way and 
go you know hope for karma best and try for herd immunity because we are screwed we will not be able to handle the volume that will come mm-hmm. how i mean are these all extremist positions or is this the reality i think it's a lot grayer than the binary the binary is a useful shorthand and uh, by and large i think uh, the broad trend of it i think in some ways does uh, confirm the binary but i think it can be a lot grayer so this idea that you get good treatment in the private sector but you will get fleeced and then you'll get poor treatment in the public sector but you will not be paying much for it that's not entirely true because some of our best doctors are actually in the public health uh, uh, mm. space and that's for a number of reasons i mean you know i i i've been reporting on healthcare for so many years and i remember uh, a report i did many years ago at outlook magazine was essentially about how medical colleges in india are teaching shops where you are buying your degree and these are doctors who are not getting to see any patients at all because their medical colleges are not attached to a hospital or their medical colleges are in the middle of a field uh, you know where there is there are no patients around to be coming there so these private sector doctors are not actually getting to see patients um, and so your doctors in the public health sector sure they're overwhelmed uh, but that also means that they're seeing a lot more cases uh, and are just much more experienced i mean their clinical judgment is so much sharper and richer so it's not true that you'll get bad treatment in the public health sector it won't be comfortable treatment but it won't necessarily be clinically bad treatment um and in the private sector uh, the feeling of being fleeced is not a is not really just a feeling it's also true or rather there's no way to disprove it because it's so difficult to audit and get any accountability from the private sector so i have a story that's uh, currently being edited and will probably go out in a few days maybe next week uh, but uh looking at private sector bills and i'm seeing uh, you know pps currently are being charged to patients at anything from about 4000 rupees a day to up to 10000 rupees a day at gangaram in you know in delhi nanavati is charging over 8900 rupees a day raman sir what is your take do you think manish is that press conference was a bhadas nikalne wala press conference or was he actually preparing no, us it, his statement had a political uh, undercurrent lg made a statement that uh, they they just overruled the state government so they just wanted to tell the public see this is a situation and in case in case you do not agree to what we are saying the delhi delhi ha be ready for this so i think it was basically uh, his uh, reaction to what lg said also i mean the best thing is they said that we will try now now we have a bigger challenge and we will try to you know implement what lg has said but the proposal itself was like really shameful that will keep treatment yes. only Delhi for delhi people yes. so, yeah so if you look through the list of documents they have suggested for like showing your mm. proof of residence the only person who won't have any of those documents is a poor person mm. so you're criminalizing poor for being poor if you want you can maybe make calls here and there and everything and maybe try and get that document somewhere but a poor person no, no, especially Mani- in these times it's like very difficult no i know many it. people like manisha who are here working for the past 10 years they don't have documents <laughs> that's true they don't have chosen my permanent address is there yeah. like raman sir was saying that i have been here for 10 years but i have consciously chosen not to change my address and keep it to dehradun my permanent address so and i've kept my voting also in dehradun So essentially, I don't have, and my lease, and they're not accepting lease. No, I'm saying the rental place lease, cannot rental place cannot yeah. be your permanent address. Then yes, but true, yeah. even so, for people like who have a little bit of privilege, who can make calls, who can go to officials, you can still maybe get get oh, one of these documents. Yeah, yeah. no, but private hospitals was included in this. Yeah, okay, private and government. You may say that sure, there was you know maybe they should not file an FIR, but this whole thing that the hospitals are doing a great job and it is just the Delhi. I, because I know of enough cases where people are sitting home waiting for them to show up, and pata chala lab ne report nahi bhejiye. So I mean, what is the penalty? I mean, yeah, I'm asking, be... do, do you seal the lab? Do you freeze their accounts? 
what in your view is a penalty that should be given to such a lab let's think of it's one. not a major penalty. i mean not using an app i think it's, it's a minor i mean penalty. you send them and you send them stern warnings and yeah yeah I mean, they were so, anyways so they sent three warnings if they don't then they sent some warnings then what seal them. Seal them. okay so so we're not using an app <laughs> but it's not about using an app you're, this you're, i'm talking about gangaram's case yes. but the case is what is the app for it is to communicate this information so that it can be done i know but it's going to take some time when you have a new system for everyone to start following it and but have others a streamline are following it place. other hospitals are following it why i mean are you that thick that you can do heart surgery but you can't you can't figure I out i don't know app. i don't no, know but also a, one of the biggest problems like india's response to this has been so bad is because protocols have not been followed anywhere mm. like the when the first thing started the first thing that needed to be done was give pp equipment and all the other facilities to healthcare workers that was not done aims has apparently 400 till now medic yeah medical uh, staff that have tested positive inside a hospital and because they never got this strike? this is all across the country and you have to buy testing kits from china you screw it up big time and you don't have testing kits mm. you don't have service so this has been a problem throughout whether or not they should have filed an fir on gangaram or you know now this you know medanta narish trihan is being investigated you know if you've done something bad by all means be investigated my problem is this kind of uh, political and selective use of the law this arbitrary use of the law the old maxim about justice not just being done but also being seen to be done and i feel like for not just on not, not just on coronavirus and the, the health situation but from what we've been seeing over the last 6 months since december the state is trying very hard to make us believe that some sort of justice is being uh, you know done when they want yeah. us to receive that message my problem is with the selective arbitrary rationalist uh, use of the law to uh, score politically right so um, uh, this is a good time for me to also quickly tell all our listeners that we have an nl sena project that is being done on exactly this selective use of law which is the delhi riots case uh, just the way the charge sheets are being framed the way the fir has been filed in fact even the timeline that has been presented by the delhi police were working on an nl sena story and this nl sena project was filled up in record time i think in 3 days so thank you all who've contributed because it is only because of the funds that you gave that we can do the reporting we do like i think in less than 3 days it was topped up and usually takes like 8 to 10 days for an nlsena project to get topped up so thank you all uh, just want to tell you that report is being worked on it is not going to be a, like a 10 day 2 week report it will take a good 20 25 days because we're going to try to examine each fir that we can examine in delhi also a subscriber shout out indrpreet hey thanks indr Uh, he saw some of our home produced videos on the ground reports and suggested we should use better mics offering to buy the equipment uh, he made a contribution and we've been able to order lapel mics i think we've ordered four or five aditya how many have we ordered we've ordered yeah uh, i'm not sure about the number so our reporters and panelists will soon have those mics so when they go out the audio will be better thanks to winder thanks inder for chipping in and helping to keep news independent and free so that no big advertiser has to pay for this webhav devedi says I was a subscriber a year ago when I was a grad student I stopped subscribing when my income dried up and because I found some of the views moderately objectionable I decided to resubscribe thanks to Abhinandan's staunch defense of not having angry writing voices on their platform the bellicose shouting of people like Ayer Mitra and the like should be shunned I don't understand why well to do Indians love the idea of political neutrality I hypothesize that it stems from upper caste philosophy of maintaining a veneer of neutrality because politics is for the middle class. PS I joined the highest possible monetary limit because of Abhinandan abusing Ayer Mitra it touched my heart keep it up. <laughs> I hope you guys do a topic on the urs at Hazrat Amir Khosrow maybe invite a guest over. 
So thanks. I I don't think I abused him, bro. I mean, I I may be wrong because my mouth is quite foul. But on Twitter, I make it a point not to abuse. But uh, you just called him a coward and uh, sociopath or something. It's something not abusive at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all abusive. Just really fine, fine engagement. And one critical email uh, before we move on. This is from Vijay. He says this letter has been rewritten thrice because previous versions sounded too angry. Thanks, Vijay. I I appreciate took the Why? time and effort. Why you should not? Uh, I mean, I'm surprised. Have... You as the host, no one should ever have second thoughts about sounding angry or insulting. What is that supposed to mean? So you've set the benchmark so high that nothing can like. How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can shock us. So mostly, I was irritated by your response to Gaurav Lele's letter, which I read with agreement. While Gaurav can defend himself, let me critique your reply. Good, Hafta community is making connections through letters. Abhinandan, they have money, more money than us, and then a rant about how awful Anand R was is. Maharaj not having an ideology is also an ideology, as if this is somehow profound. <laughs> What was missing was any acknowledgement that your subscribers expect better from you. and not not quite living up to our expectations we don't expect you to spend a ton of money but we do expect that you spend our money well first of all thanks vijay and you should not at any stage no matter how uh, aggressive my response you should not feel inhibited in counter responding you or gaurav any of our subscribers you should see some of the conversations we have in office except that we don't say tu desh drohi hai aur tu <laughs> madar jaat hai whatever we don't go that far but we have what? spirited disagreements <laughs> what what is madar ja what is madar ja oh that is the it, it is a, a it's a general it's a blank like in scrabble this is where you know our guest for today may not like what i say but age matters kaveri chronicles was done by uh, someone who's i think even older than me Oh, he yeah, may be around my age. Yeah, he's uh, maybe Who? younger than me, but, but he'll be in his forties. Yeah, we wake up. He'll be in his forties. Ah. Central Vista was no, done by. No, he has fifteen, twenty years of experience. Uh, and Central, he's also Central Vista was done by a reporter who this was her first job. Less than less than. Uh, so second job. This is second job, but she's in her early twenties. So that's a big difference. So age does matter. I think experience we could keep matter. that in mind. Maybe ah. we deep dive thing because and the Kerala story was done by two reporters. They went together. Um, we had local help from very experienced reporter. and there was aron amit who was there we faced another problem in central vista hmm. when we started there was uh, the pandemic wasn't there but uh, you, uh, when we came. were just picking up the pace we were picking up the pace we were locked down and it, there was a lockdown no yeah on the age thing yeah i mean uh, tr vivek is someone who's very passionate about rivers and especially kaveri it's been it's a, and he's writing a book on it also now so that also of course comes through it's something that he feels for that he's traveled mm-hmm. for and and many of our sena so projects really will be done in house by young reporters uh, and some of them will be outsourced in fact we are working on another sena project with uh, vivek call now that is going to be like a kick ass piece but you know who vivek call is i mean you know he's my age he's been doing this for the last 2 3 decades but there'll be another nl sena project but maybe done by a younger j- reporter but i won't deny him or her that opportunity because many young reporters are passionate about the report they want to do and they should have the opportunity yeah. to do it but i i mean i get his point i mean he uh, yeah. he needs a good product he doesn't care about the no, age that's of the true. person and also i mean and that's why we i should... mean he can't fund a passion i mean yes. he's funding a report and he wants his value so i get i mean we feedback taken well yes and we should speed up the new website thing i'd like to start with the senior most amongst us the theme for today's senior <laughs> on this whole media issue there are two issues happening simultaneously sir one is in kashmir there is this new order which says that government ads will only be given to those let me in fact quote it says the new media policy is valid for the next 5 years it is introduced and i'm quoting to quote carry the message of welfare development and progress to the people in an effective manner unquote uh, and again 
न्यूज दैट कैन बी आइडेंटिफाइड एज कोर्ट फेक प्लेजरिज्म अनएथिकल एंटी नेशनल एक्टिविटीज विल यू नो नॉट बी गिवन एडवर्टाइजिंग एंड ऑल्सो देर इज वन कोर्ट दैट एनी इंडिविजुअल और ग्रुप एंगेजिंग इन द सेम बिल प्रोसीडेड अंडर अगेंस्ट अंडर लॉ सो नॉट ओनली आर दिंग वी वॉन्ट गिव यू एडवर्टाइजिंग वी विल ऑल्सो प्रोसिक्यूट यू वट डज दिस मीन हैव Uh, you know maharaj you can you you've grown up in kashmir you can tell us how long this was an unwritten code and now it's a written code but is there any such example of such a rule for news being floated anywhere in no, a I democratic think, world i think anybody who will go to the court and considering that the court is independent uh it will be striked down straight way this is the this is in violation of article 14 hmm. the freedom of speech hmm. having said that i think as i said earlier also it's a test case for the entire country it's not Agar just kashmir agar wahan pass ho gaya to yahan bhi kar denge it's not just kashmir i tell you there is a perspective to it there is a perspective to it because we have been dealing with news and i have worked at 17 18 places the last place being uh, the dna which is the z group hmm. i have told earlier also in uh, you know hafta uh, that there was the 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 subhash chandra had called a meeting of all the editors where he discussed that all stories which are dealing in with nationalism will go as they are i mean you are not going to criticize them you are not going to get, get a counter view to it hmm. okay all nationalism stories so this is sometime in uh, i think 2015 2016 uh, when the this uh, modi government had come and i had also found out that uh, you know these uh, the media owners and the editors many of them they were in direct touch with the government hmm. so the nationalism agenda matlab directive kya hoga wahan set hota that is the time when i i i identified that this is going to be a very big so if you see from 2014 to 2020 even atmanirbhar which is the latest is also part of nationalism agenda and now coming up with the law like this that they are going to define what is which uh, what is anti national news what is uh, unethical news is going to be is really a very dangerous trend and uh, there is a national perspective to it i think kashmir is a showcase right now and it will spread over to the entire country so what are the implications of this and miraj what did you mean in the headlines when you said that this has always been the case so i'll just give you an example after 2016 when the burhanwani thing happened so there was this one newspaper called kashmir reader they ran a story about uh, a family who were taking a patient to hospital because they had been injured and on the way they were stopped by the army and the army men allegedly tried to rape the woman who was in the ambulance but a policeman who was around there were police around and they intervened and they saved the woman this was the story and proper like this one scored that one scored for that they were like hauled up the newspaper was banned and this is when the mahbub mukti government was there hmm. completely ban- it wasn't like they were told you can't publish just like that hmm. so it was banned for two months and then over time they squeezed out greater kashmir also other newspapers also just completely stopped giving them ads for six months and that crushed them and kashmir reader pretty much died out and because their private sector so they don't let there prosper no pri- anyway so yeah, only the no government can also have. even if there is a private sector you can easily tell them boss don't give them ads and nobody will dare give that mm. because of the situation then in the, in this lockdown alone half a dozen journalists have been questioned for stories the new york times editor james bennett stepped down or he was forced to step down he had published a piece by tom cotton he's the op-ed editor james bennett about how the military should be called out to control 
the, the protests that are happening in the US. Now that was shown, you know, held up by Republicans or conservatives. See how illiberal the New York Times is. To be honest, I haven't read that Tom Cotton's piece. Has anybody here read it? Yeah. I have. Okay. So then both of you can tell us about that. And in that context, the next, the interim, you know, op-ed editor who stepped in, it's a lady, I think. Catherine. Yeah. I'll just get the name. She put out a mail to employees that if, you know, any of the pieces, I don't think she used the word trigger, but if it upsets them in any way, she should they should let <laughs> yeah, her know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the context of that is that we are living in such an age that if you are offended or upset or triggered, then we'll be very careful. Which is to say that they'll tiptoe around every issue or there'll be uniformity of thought. So uh, Manisha, why don't you tell us what do you think of this entire controversy and do you think New York Times is being very illiberal? What was that piece? So, uh, well, the piece is, uh, he's basically talking about how cities have been plunged into looting and rioting and that the army needs to be called in, the National Guard needs to be called in and be prepared and quell violence and, uh, on the streets. I think one of the, but it's important to remember that in the piece, he does make a distinction between peaceful protesters and rioters and looters. And he, in fact, I'll just read one para out, which... I think a lot of people just missed reading. He says, Some elites have excused this orgy of violence in the spirit of radical chic, calling it an understandable response to the wrongful death of George Floyd. Those excuses are built on revolting moral equivalence of rioters and looters to peaceful law-abiding protesters. A majority who seek a majority who seek to protest peacefully shouldn't be confused with bands of miscreants. So he sets up his argument right at the beginning saying that there's a difference. But he says, Jo bhi protest kar rahe, looting ho rahe, call in the army. I have no stakes in the US political scenario. And I, I mean, I don't care one way or the other if they call the army or not. But I think two things. One thing that stood out for me at least was this is a newspaper that has championed sending uh, the American army into the Middle East, into Iraq, supported wars that have read to like deaths of children, women, destroyed countries. And pushed the weapons of mass destruction a lie, story. Which was then later called out for which they apologized by which time innocent people had died and a country had been plunged into civil war. Given what this context to feel so upset about someone saying that America should probably be, you know, using its own army on its own people the way it's been wrongly using it on other people is just to me it was just very precious. I want to talk about Context, Sammy, uh, I don't follow cricket that much, uh, but he is the West Indies captain, if I'm not wrong. Was, I don't, was know, the West Indies was, captain. I don't follow that And much. he played for the Sunrisers. Uh, Hyderabad. Hyderabad. And uh, he's watched Hasan Minaj's show where Hasan Minaj said how Indians are so racist. They have words like Habshi and Kalu that, you know, they used to identify people of dark skin from Africa or of African origin. And he then realized that that's what they used to call me in the locker room and while you were there. And in fact... An article pointed to Ishant Sharma had put up a picture also calling him Kalu on Instagram. I mean, that is how unself-conscious Indians are. Now, there hasn't been a peep out of BCCI, ICC, any Indian cricketer. Sachin and Yuvraj are doing these tutcha videos to each other. They both ah. irritate me so much. I find them <laughs> I such... Don't. I find them such ghatiya video makers also, you know. It, uh, sorry, guys. I know there are a lot of Sachin, but he's a guy I just can't tolerate. Not a peep out of anyone. And this is where I say that our privileged are the most illiterate, fucked up people in the world, which is why there is a fantastic talk. It's not a TED talk. It's a talk which talks about why societies collapse by Professor Jared Diamond. He's an evolutionary biologist and he's he's written that guns, steel, of, you know, why the... It's a very famous book. It's turned into a documentary which it won also uh, awards about why the imperialists are white. So he goes back to evolution of who started farming, grain kahan se aya. It goes back. He explains... Pretty much everything in humankind. And it's about why societies collapse. And one of the things is, 
when those who have the most privilege and access to education information it is not in their interest to correct the wrongs so that gap keeps growing now i think something like this happening if it was the english premier league if it was la liga if it was serie a they would immediately maybe they may not have banned you know wayne rooney or david beckham or uh, you know rashford whoever it is right rashford is black anyway but let's say any white person who had banned them that they even if they would have banned them they would have been some will take this up this person is going to be summoned there would have been some noise some outrage yeah definitely yahan par to hai nahi and you have evidence the... you have yeah. him on instagram calling this guy kalu and you know we want to talk about black lives matter dude you know as celebrities virat kohli he's making these videos with with, with his adoring wife Oof, it makes you want to vomit when he tries to be cute ek to he's so stupid looking personal biases dude seriously <laughs> some rant again so okay my rant is over so <laughs> my deal is that sure american lives matter but the dalit killings here the kind of killings that have happened the silence of the elite of this country is a biggest undoing that's because they benefit from these privileges they benefit from these structural inequalities last uh, couple of days there have been at least three killings of dalit youth at least one has been confirmed that it was the reason was because caste. it was caste and the other like i said there was a rape of a 13 year old dalit girl uh, by four people and i mean no outrage no nothing because this is so normalized in society okay i want to know where does the first domino go clearly we aren't we are too tiny a domino who will create pressure for virat kohli to speak up about ishan sharma or for sachin tendulkar to speak up where will this pressure come from i mean who will tell the bcci i mean should we start with an opinion piece any subscriber if you can write an opinion piece if you have the guts to call out cricketers in india which very few people do about what should the bcci do i mean of course mr johari we've done a story on you know the allegations against him is still sitting at the head of the bci but where does you, it start who know, who, you, who puts pressure on them no, to no, act no have you ever seen any star cricketer or bollywood nice, star sir inko hota tha when they nahi nahi when they, they spoke on that karan uh, that other fool show that director karan johar ha that what did they ah, say this to hardik pandya they said, said something disrespectful to women or something yeah. no, they so they are, were disciplined by for two matches hua tha something happened i don't follow this much he said something about chicks ha main karke aa gaya ki whatever basically basically fling that yeah i i i fucking i scored tonight because i'm fucking 12 but but uh, yeah so they were hauled up for that bcc yeah. hauled them up but that was because there was sizable was... outrage by women i think that's i mean when you have a lot of women come together and i think uh, in india and in most places now at least when it comes to women's issues people are unable to get away with a lot of stuff because mm-hmm. there's a lot of yeah what do you think sir how... no i i was just saying that i mean i have not seen any star cricketer or even bollywood star you know speaking on any controversy they always try to say you know when there is a controversy among themselves i mean whether it's a national issue or an issue among themselves they never speak aisa mat bolo sir deepika thank you all for subscribing those of you who have i really appreciate the support many of you are giving us those of you who are consuming the free version of the hafta or the chota hafta do consider subscribing because as you may have gathered from our discussion even here If you guys don't pay for the news it is going to be completely mon- monopolized by whichever governments have the money to advertise. So when the advertiser pay the advertiser served when subscribers pay subscribers are served. Spread the word tell your friends and family about news laundry. If you're a student and can't afford it click on that scheme that we have for students that the many wonderful people who are sponsoring our subscriptions and spread the word and if you know someone who's earning enough 300 bucks a month is not that much. So do consider subscribing to news laundry. 
all of you listening in the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta we will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers are served thank you goodbye all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Newslaundry.